are now listening to My favorite part of the intro. Oh, get it all out. You double it. You double it again. That's right. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for the unknown, who knows what we will find? This is Emergency Exit. I am your host, Los. Nick will be with us again next week. This is episode 27. Today is March 28th. We are broadcasting to you again from high above the clouds in our Emergency Exit space station. Thanks for being with us again. This week we're joined by my good friend, Lemon. What's up? Hi, Lemon. Thank hey. you for coming. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank That's you for having right. me. Oh, it's, it's been a pleasure so far. Mm. We've only been a few seconds in and it's been a pleasure. <laughs> so sweet. Um, and also we have Brandon Mitchell, good buddy of mine as well. Hey there, how you doing? Yeah, very well. We'll get to you in just a second. This week on the show, we're going to play Idiot or Idiom for the Golden Jazz Master. But first, New Religion, False Messiahs, Alien Invasion... And the New World Order. Is NASA behind a giant deception ploy? We will shed some light on Project Bluebeam today. And that's why we have Brandon Mitchell here today. Hey, man. Hey there. Once again, hello. Doing pretty good. How, how are y'all doing? Dude, awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. He brought a beer for us to drink, which means we yes, are going to do our Brew World Order. So this week we have Power and Light. It is a pale ale. It, it clocks in at 5.5 alcohol by volume, so it's a nice regular, you know, regular beer. You can drink them all day, feel nothing. So uh, I, I pulled it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to fill shit in. Okay, so I pulled, I pulled this, uh, little, this little thing. It goes, dark gold with tight, white, thick pillow of foam, long-lasting cap, heavy clinging lace, excellent clarity, light citrus and floral hop noise, or no... Noise. Noise. It's <laughs> actually spelt noise. Noise. <laughs> it's noise. Light lemon and floral hop taste. Medium light mouthfeel and moderate plus carbonation. Well balanced and tasty. I got to turn off my phone for this one. But I rate it four to five. That's right. On our mm. scale of that's right. One to five. Lemon, tell me a little bit about this beer. How do you like it? Have you had it before? You know, I have had it before. Um, I've had it before a lot of times, actually. Yeah, I me am a too. beer drinker. I love good pale ale. That's right. First time I had it was actually at the Independence Brewing Company. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I got a free glass. They hooked it up, huh? Yeah, free glass, but I had to, you know, pay for the beers. But I got <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they yeah, get you. Yeah, <laughs> I think, well, honestly, I think it's the glass, and then you get three beers for refill. Right, which right. Which is amazing. Which is kind of the standard when you go to a brewery. They hook you up and... For a while, I was going all the time, and then, you know, turns out I ended up with a collection of the same exact glass. <laughs> I was like, okay, this must mean I have a problem. It just means you need to go to a different brewery. I, well, now I do. Now yep, I do. Variety. You've done everything they've given you. Now it's time to move on to another one. So I think this is definitely one of my favorite yeah. um, independence beers. Um, independence in, here in Austin. Yeah. Because we only yes, like sir. to drink local beer here in Austin. You know, it's light. It's crisp. That's right. I would say probably 4.3. 4. 4.3 out of 5, 4. that's 3. right. It's still up there. Yeah. Brandon, you brought the beer. 
Is I this did, one of your favorite beers? Tell me it is. something. It's it's my go-to beer. I'm not a not a fancy snobby beer drinker, but you know it, it's my go-to. I don't like any really anything else. Um, I'm always down to try like a new local beer, but you know if I see they got Power and Light at the store, that's I'm going for it's it. Done. Yeah. It's your it's done. your go-to. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. Well, that being said, mm-hmm. what do you rate it? I give it a solid five. Solid five Ooh, out of five. That's, that's right. right. Oh that's my goodness. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He he just gave the five award right there. Awesome. So that is the brew award order. You guys have any ideas for brew award order that you guys want us to give your give our recommendation? Which pretty much all my recommendations are like four point five. So you guys got anything that's five or even worse than that? You guys got to give me a holler. But. Let's go ahead and go with the, the listener poll this week. Last week, well, two weeks ago. Sorry we were off last week. But we talked about the Mandela effect. Mm. And I put out the question, what is the Mandela effect? And I gave some, uh, some answers here that you can uh, choose from. So what is the Mandela effect? First answer is a glitch in our memories. Number two is a result of parallel universes. Number three, time traveler butterfly effects. Number four, nothing. You're just mistaken. And then other, of course. So I'm going to look at the board here, and we're going to see that 33%, 33.3, which is like a third. That is a third. They <laughs> voted a glitch in our memories. So that is what the Mandela effect is. It is a glitch in our memories. Let's see. Um, a result of parallel universes got 16%, and nothing also got 16%. So that made up of uh, nobody voted for time traveler butterfly effects, which was what I really wanted it to be, but I guess not because the audience has spoken. We do have two others here. Ooh, exciting. Yes, I love the others. Number one here goes, uh, something I lose sleep over. <laughs> what is the Mandela effect? Something I lose sleep over. What is the Mandela effect? Isn't it some kind of fungal infection? All right, I like that one there. You're going to get to that's right. That's cool. All right, stay tuned for the next poll for next week, but right now. It's time for us to talk about Project Bluebeam. That's what Brandon is here to do. So just want to let you take it. So uh, what is the Bluebeam project or Project Bluebeam in a nutshell? In a nutshell. All right. Um, project Bluebeam is essentially the, uh, the synthetic um, takeover of uh, humanity using holographic technology uh, demonstrating... Yeah, you, you, we see all these holograms that they're making. Do you think that's just for entertainment? No, no. It's definitely testing the technology it it's def- uh, and getting it ready test- to bring, right. it, bring it forward. But that's definitely right. working out all the bugs. Um, totally, man. The technology's been there. Uh, 2012, uh, Coachella, Tupac. That's right. Uh, anybody seen that video? It's, it's quite amazing. Uh, they have he comes out on stage and raps. Stage and raps. And he's dead. And he actually even says <laughs> some fuck. phrases that he's <laughs> never said before. He specifically mentions Coachella, and that's some. That's another piece of technology that they have. Is you basically input roughly about a hundred words, uh, recorded words from somebody, anybody, and after that, it can mimic their speech patterns, what their voice oh, sounds like, even, even, their, them. even their mannerisms. Really? So the way that they may draw out certain words, certain vowels, it, it, it will mimic it. And that's exactly what they did with the Tupac video. If you go through, he's rapping, he's singing his songs, and then there's a break in the song. Yo, Coachella! Yeah, something, Coachella, how y'all doing? Blah, you know, and it's like, these are words that Tupac has probably never said oh, in his I life. But yet, this. they're, look it up. I, I think I'm going to. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it's, it's not just limited to uh coachella there i was telling los about this earlier there's a uh, japanese pop star who the singer of this band doesn't exist she's you know fiction that like she only exists in concert when they put up the projective uh hologram of her in concert and everywhere she goes and tours it's a sellout crowd and the video is very impressive it's like in the anime style so it's very very long hair very big eyes but if you didn't know any better, you just see this anime girl dancing on stage, you know, to, you know, J-pop music. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's impressive. It's crazy, right? With, it's but very th- impressive. It seems like they're just practicing. They're not just giving it to us for, uh, for fun. We actually, like, I actually just pulled up the, there you go. Oh the Coachella video here. This We're going to do some uh, commentary on it. Let me see if I can turn it up here. So uh, what we got, uh, who's that? It's Dr. Dre and Most Snoopy. Like, yep, Most yep. likely. 
Oh yeah. Smoking, so. Yeah. Is it Snoop Lion though? I think it was still Snoop Dogg at that time. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, California, baby. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite songs. If you just watch like his movements when he, when he's walking around on the stage, his jewelry, very detailed. That's right. In the city, city of Austin. That's right. Where is he? I don't know. He he comes up a little bit into uh, it. I picked the I long video. Yeah, I, I haven't have. seen this one. Well, Dr. Dre looks incredible. Sell out. I'm just kidding. There, oh, there it is. is. There it is. There Look at is. that. No way. See, he just oh, said, right what the fuck the... is up, Coachella? Probably something Tupac has never said. I mean, look at the the bounce in his his chain. That's just so everything. incredible. I mean, Dude, computers, man. Computers can do lots of cool shit. Yeah. Wow. Come like with me. Like the way that the light glistens on his body. It's like. Yeah, I mean, he looks like an angel. I think he is an angel. That's I don't the think idea. he's actually dead. I think that oh, yeah. may have been him. So the question, but that's another show. So the oh. question is, are they just doing this for fun, or is mm. this there's some sort of end game with all this technology? So, let's talk more about Bluebeam here. What do you think, man? I think it's definitely a possibility. I know it's uh, it seems a little far fetched if you're not in like the conspiracy world, but once you realize and go through and do the research, all of the technology for this that that is needed for it to happen exists today i mean we're watching the uh the hologram who's to say maybe that can't be a projection of you know allah you know uh frightening you know other people overseas yeah I mean, that's a bad example but um overseas <laughs> what kind you know, of where? like lighting do you have to have for to like to make this happen what uh, do you know about the that type of technology well, it's, it's actually pretty simple. Uh, basically, on that stage, there's a thin piece of uh, usually just very uh, translucent plastic right. or some sort of medium, usually at about a 45-degree angle. Uh -huh. And there's you know usually a, a projector um, probably below it that's sending the image to the screen. And then from our perspective, it looks like we're looking head-on. I mean, you could look up videos all day, and you could make you know a small holographic projector in your living room mm -hmm. with what you have laying around mm -hmm. you know some plastic a box and an old lcd monitor right you know and um i understand that this might i think this is um, an old illusion called pepper's ghost and um, a lot of people use this where there's a diagonal screen and it's projected from up, up above or below mm -hmm. and then they shoot the light which catches on the the plastic that we're seeing or the the glass and they can interact with mm -hmm. with with the things and everything because it's not really, it's not, um, it's not computer animated. It's somebody that's there, but not really there. Mm -hmm. It's using lights, and it's called Pepper's Ghost. You ever been to um, Disneyland and the uh, Haunted Mansion? Mm -hmm. Actually, yes. Um, when you see all those people dancing and everything, that's using Pepper's Ghost. Those aren't, oh, wow, those yeah. aren't, those aren't animations we're seeing. We're seeing actual like uh, puppets that are moving around and they're being projected mm -hmm. onto that screen through lighting. It's just. Pew, pew, pew. That reminds yeah. me of an episode of uh, Scooby-Doo growing up. One of the ghosts Yikes. or whatever, uh, he Yikes. actually used that. And they demonstrated it right there in Scooby-Doo. So, you know, growing up. Pepper's Ghost. Yeah. Oh, wow. So tell us, tell us more. So why are they going to be doing this? Who, who is doing Project Bluebeam? Well, it's, uh, all the uh, fingers seem to point to NASA with it being, you know, they're going to need the space satellites and everything. Those you know, of that nature. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Those assholes. Do um, some research on the... <laughs> <laughs> Do some research. <laughs> Do your research on flat Earth. There it is. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, basically uh, a lot of people speculate that it's, uh, it's NASA running it. Um, but a lot of technology actually comes from the Russians back in the, the Cold War era. Um, that deals with them uh, basically learning how to read, you know, your mind from a distance away with no wires or anything, and then basically being able to transmit ideas, thoughts into a subject's mind without their knowledge. Yeah, um, I guess because our we can our thinks our thinks. <laughs> that's a good phrase. Our yeah. uh, our thoughts. Uh, our frequencies happen on a specific wavelength. Yeah, and they can tap into that and mm -hmm. push push thoughts into your push head. Push thoughts perhaps. in there, then they can also even specifying a very very specific wavelength. They can alter your moods without 
the EL, knowing. ELFs yeah. and yeah, the extremely low frequency, the very low frequency, and the ultra low frequency is how they uh, transmit these messages. But uh, specifically, um, so what would they do if they transmit these messages? Like, what are they go- what are they going to say to us? Um, they- you know, it's going to be something along the lines. Well, here I can just read you through yeah, the uh, the steps. And read your stuff. And that will okay. Because- so you were saying there are some steps. Yes. To this uh, uh, blue beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Project Blue Beam is a, is a four step uh, government four stage government operation that. Uh, simulates the second coming of religious figures and with the goal of establishing a unified world religion in conjunction with establishing the new world order. New world order. Yes. Oh, man. That's oh, NWO. Fuck. Man. Not the wrestling. NWO. Do some research on the NWO. <laughs> um, all right. So basically, step one, pretty simple. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, with the guys over at HARP. But um, yeah. Yeah, uh, basically. You know what harp is? No, I don't. Tell me. Oh wow. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Step one will kind of fill it in. Okay, too. go ahead. Uh, but yeah, basically, step one is going to be the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge and the dis, uh, distribution of misinformation. Now, the breakdown of our, all archaeological knowledge that's going to happen by um, you know worldwide simulated earthquakes, uh, massive hurricanes, mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. Uh, disastrous events that are in their way going to uncover new religious documents, new scrolls, new anything dealing with all the world's religions. And upon examination, um, the goal would be to, you know, uh, for us to realize that we've been misinterpreting religion from the get-go. Right. Um, that possibly there, that there is really only one religion, not all these, you know, millions of religions that there are now. Um, but basically the, the objective of stage one is to cast doubt in the public Cast on a global doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm already doubtful. <laughs> I think we've all been doubtful, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially uh, listeners of this show. I mean, they, everyone's going to be doubtful. Mm-hmm. Of I mean, any yeah. religion. Yeah, exactly. They're basically cults in my eyes. I mean, they all are, except with a tax exemption. <laughs> <laughs> cults with a tax exemption. You couldn't yeah. have said it any better there. Yeah. Scientology. <laughs> Don't don't get me started on that. Yeah. yeah, stage two, and really, it's it's more stage two melding into three. Um, uh, let's see. This is uh, commonly referred to as the space light show. This is where all the big holographic projections and lasers are going to happen in the sky. Um, and these images that they're going to project in the sky are going to rely on the uh, the water vapor in the air, specifically mm-hmm. up on the uh, the sodium layer, about 60 miles. That's how up. they're going to be able to project. It. Yeah, so that's going to be their that's going to be their medium. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, but basically, the images that they're going to uh, project are going to be like religious prophets um, specific to the area in which they are projecting them. So, I mean, the goal would be to do this all at once everywhere. Uh, here in the U.S., you know, the projection might be of Jesus, you know, right. and somewhere else it's going to be wherever their predominant religion yeah. is. Asia um, with the Buddhas. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Allah, predominant. Allah with the Far East. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Mm. Um and that is going, that's, uh, that's basically step two. Step three is going to be the, uh, nice fancy word here, telepathic electronic two-way communication. Mm. Telepathic electronic two-way communication. Yeah. And that's basically using the, uh, how we spoke on it earlier, the um, low frequency, very low frequency, and ultra low frequency radio waves to transmit uh, messages, even even images. The Russians have done experiments where they transmitted images to somebody isolated in a different room, you know, so many miles from you know the uh, transmitter, right? And they were able to, oh, it's a yellow house, you know. And wow, it's 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 pretty incredible. The the technology, especially with the uh, the radio waves, has been there, you know, since at least the Cold War, maybe even the you know twenties or thirties. You know, the Russians were experimenting with this stuff long long ago um, but basically those images are going to be you know of these religious figures that speak to the masses saying uh basically just going to reiterate on uh what step one was saying that um everything that we know about religion is is fake that we've misinterpreted it um and that in itself is due to cause a lot of just civil unrest, a lot of mass rioting, all the crazy religious figures are right. still going to, you know, say, no, this is false. This is, you know, our true, our religion is the one true religion. Um, 
And ba- yeah, that's just going to cause unrest. And so why are they doing religion? Why can't it just be we rule you, rule you all instead of just being like, oh, we're here's the real God? Because religion rules the world, man. Yeah. Well, it's an like, easy way to control I mean, people. Yeah. Right? Religion has systematically been used over the years, over the centuries, to control people. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we don't need to get into you know the different iterations of the Bible and how many times they've been written over just because one leader didn't like one specific thing about it. He decides to create a whole different church. Church King, of England. King James. Yeah. King James. I mean, all of those. It's you know. So it's it's been done in the past, and who's to say it won't be done in the future? Absolutely. It taps into like their faith, like what, exactly. they, what they believe. To well, be you know, true. it's it's a human, uh, I guess, inevitability. You know, for humans to want to believe in something more that's higher than themselves. So that's why right. religion is so popular among people because, like, it's kind of hardwired into us to believe that there is something more than what's out there. To explain what the heck yeah. is going on. Yeah. You know, it's just but we're, that's we're also to why we out. have science. Well, yes. <laughs> Science. Yeah. Science. No, we don't want to use science here. No. Surely it's got to no. be more than science. Yeah. yeah. Supernatural. That's, that's somebody the idea. Behind it. And, yeah. There's got to be a plan. I mean, we definitely know the, we definitely know Jesus never existed through our interview with Dr. Richard Carrier. And that was a really good one, by the yeah, way. Thank you, that's man. That's probably my favorite. It's definitely one of my favorite ones as really well. Good. We had a great time talking to him about it. But yeah, we, we don't, we don't subscribe to uh, very any religion here. So. Fabulous. No. What yeah, is right. what is the fourth stage? Is that the doom, the end of the world there? Pretty much, yeah. Step four is split up into a couple smaller phases as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, basically uh, it's going to be the big alien show. Uh, you're going to convince the public that there's a real threat of alien invasions. Uh, this is going to cause the public to essentially come together for the common good and the common goal of defeating the you know, invading force. Right. Um, that would be the aliens, air quotes. Um, and in this fighting, the idea would be to use all of that, you know, all of the country's weapons, you know, nuclear weapons, uh, rockets, everything. Um, and so there pretty much are no weapons of mass destruction, of uh, you know, available for countries to use. And this is going to allow the NWO to kind of form and come to light because there's not going to be anybody to resist. Right. They're going to essentially have all the dirty work done amongst the masses because the um, the mass hysteria that this in itself is going to cause, you know, you're probably talking maybe a, a quarter of the world's population just being wiped out through riots and mass murder. Uh, not to mention going back to, you know, stage two and three, some of these messages transmitted to uh, the population, they could be messages of, of good to people who maybe won't be seen as a threat. You know, just saying, hey, you know, just go with it. Everything's going to be okay. Specifically, maybe even if it's coming from their religious figure. Mm. Right. You know? And then also rebels, they're going to be able to key them out using the uh, low frequency waves uh, to, you know, implement in their brain. Oh, you're crazy. You're going crazy. You need to kill 30 people and then kill yourself or, you know, whatever. Something to manipulate the population into essentially doing their dirty work. What if they've done this already or they're they're practicing? I mean, we've all seen those guys on the street. They're like, the end of the world is coming. What if they were, what if they shot some uh, ELFs, uh, extra low frequencies right into their brain and made them think that and they were testing that? Oh, we'll see this guy. By the way, I don't think I've ever heard or talked about or heard or talked to anybody that thought the world was ending in 2012 and then what their thoughts are now that the world mm. didn't end. But I think they just moved the date forward because it didn't happen. They're like, oh, oh no, no, actually we read it wrong. It's going to be... Math, math error. Math error. Sorry. Hmm. The Mayans did not have it right. We were just uh, we were just misreading it there. Failing to carry the one has uh, big consequences several leap years later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, what, um, what evidence do we have to prove this theory? Do we have any? Who, who? You know, there's there's a couple documents out there who the person who initially um, presented this idea, uh, Topo, <laughs> Sergey Monsat. Uh, Sergey Monsat. He's a uh, Canadian journalist, uh, very well known actually at the time. Um, a French speaking, yes, Canadian. yes, French speaking. Um, a. He was uh, he's been researching Project Bluebeam, and you know he mysterious circumstances in his death. He was a uh, mysterious heart attack that killed him and the journalist that he's working with. Uh, Would they both they both got mysterious heart attacks? Mm-hmm, both uh, at the both, same time. 
Uh, very close. To, I think it was within uh, like a week of each other or something like that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, n- neither of which had any past history of uh, heart issues. They just kind of dropped dead from it. Um, Sergey Monset actually had uh, his daughter was kidnapped from him uh, from a while because I mean, well, he had her. He she was public schooled and she was kidnapped. Uh, his house was later set fire. Uh, his daughter was then put in a foster home. I mean, just, just a bunch of weird circumstances behind it where it's like, I, I, I could understand if these didn't happen and you want to say, oh, that conspiracy is crazy. You know, that can't have happened. But, you know, this these two mysterious deaths, his house burned down was supposedly all this evidence that he had. It just kind of makes you think, okay, well, somebody's trying to hide something. Somebody yeah, or something yeah. is going on with that. And that was what we were talking about mm-hmm. with the the. Uh, Clinton death count, mm-hmm. you know, people that were going to come out against Clintons and they committed suicide and by shooting themselves in the back of the head, you know, but it's ruled suicide because government, they, yeah. they, they can, they have ways of hiding things. Mm-hmm. So I find this very believable that, that he, uh, was killed for his, for his, uh, research. Most yeah. definitely. And you know, the, the one thing that speaks to me is that the, the technology is there on all levels for yeah. this to, to happen. You know, the holographic, you know, we, we spoke on that. The Russians definitely have and demonstrated the technology, the know-how, the ability to implant thoughts into people's brains. And also a little bit of last minute uh, research I did last night on this. I actually found the U.S. patent number for a device to essentially make the deaf, somebody who has never heard in their entire life, uh, to hear sounds. Um, and it is, I mean, the, the description that it gives on the patent website is that it projects microwaves directly into the brain in the range of 100 megahertz to 10,000 megahertz with a cycle wow. of 500 nanoseconds. So very fast this has to happen. But they, and this, this patent was filed for on June 6, 1988. Oh that this technology goodness. exists. I mean, well, yeah, I think I've seen it's one of those ones that they implant um, something into the head right here and it goes into the ear and so they can hear sounds. I've mm-hmm. definitely seen uh, mm-hmm. a couple people with this technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even the surprising thing is that they don't need that receiver anymore. You know, they've oh. been able to get the specific uh, frequency waves to, you know, on what your brain operates on, how we spoke earlier. Um, you want to be specific 6.6 hertz uh, directly across certain parts of a brain has been known to cause, you know, depression, instant depression in, you know, test subjects. Uh, 10.8 hertz causes um, uh, groups to become more uh, riotous, is that Mm, a word? mm -hmm. More likely to riot. (laughs) Uh, And then 7.83, very specific, um, uh, produces feelings, like you know, good euphoria type feelings, which also uh, 7.83 hertz is also what the earth it's a uh, harmonic um, frequency. frequency is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So, so it lets us tune into the earth there. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, is it a coincidence that when that happens, you kind of feel, feel happy and at peace, you mm-hmm. know, with yourself. I mean, I think that's pretty different sounds, you know, different yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. Well, so, the fact that they know all the specifics to this is kind of a uh, most interesting part. Yeah. Very you know? interesting. You know, because then it's like, well, what can you manipulate in order to create that type of feeling? And that type of reaction. Mm-hmm. Pick some good drugs to get on that level, right? On that frequency. Or just really fast radio. So waves. they say that <laughs> just radio. Waves. They say that NASA's gonna be behind this? Yeah, it's probably gonna be a joint venture bet- uh, between NASA and HARP. Um, but HARP is closed down now. Mm, well, so you think. I know. Well, so they say, yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. saying that, that NASA is going to be behind this? I think it's uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Sergey. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his theory that we're talking about here, right? Yes, yes. And he when came did, up... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, when did he um, When did he start coming up with this theory? Uh, you know, the, the I couldn't find a an exact date, but it was sometime in the 80s when he started researching it. Uh-huh. Um, but he... Was, he died in 96 at 51 mm, okay. of a heart attack. A mysterious 96. heart attack. Yeah, exactly. See, I, um, I just don't find NASA at fault with anything that comes with the. Because when I first, I'd never heard of Bluebeam till today. And I actually had uh, a theory back then when I was real, real deep into conspiracies that um, Reagan used to say, an alien invasion would unite the world. 
And yeah. I thought, okay, what if NASA or even I don't even think NASA. I thought NASA about it, but even more the the military. They're d- designing all these weird looking planes. The stealth bomber looks like alien, uh, an alien cr- uh, craft. But I thought, what if they really did do this? Is they they built all these machines at Area Fifty One, and then mm-hmm. one day they released them on us, and they totally just fucked our world. Instead of it being like holograms, and it's actually happening, that would be the easiest way for me. Instead of making all these goddamn holograms, that they just come down and fuck some shit up. Yeah, that's what they. That's what I thought uh, from the beginning that it was always going to be. And I, as I started getting more and less out of. Uh, conspiracies nasa definitely is not on my radar for any conspiracies just because of the amount of amazing that they do i think that we went to the moon all six times um there's no way that we did not go um there's no way that we didn't not go i'm not i'm I'm saying it wrong but the thing is that when you look into nasa stuff there's so much good that they do how much things that we use in our everyday life that's invented by nasa one big old thing is leds velcro a Velcro, mm. Teflon, Tempur-Pedic uh, beds, <laughs> and oh, also also yeah. faster technology for your computer. So it's nice to have a really fast computer, isn't it? Guess what? NASA's got their hand in that. So all these conspiracy theorists that are like, NASA, fuck NASA. Do some research on NASA and you're going to figure this out. You know, um, when you do some research on NASA, you find out that they're a really fucking good company. They're really, they're really doing good and there's nothing... Like, you can say, like, oh, you can go work for NASA. Like, what's stopping any of us that are saying, fuck NASA, do, do some, some research on NASA? Like, what if we, you can just get a job there and expose them if they're so bad. Just like with Freemasons, you can totally expose them. But it's not like you can't join them. You can. So that's why I don't think NASA is such a... What if NASA... NASA. What if NASA is a co-scare? Dang, old tag on NASA. <laughs> yeah. What if NASA is the scapegoat? Like, what's what if, like, that's that's the idea, is that they're trying to turn people against NASA? Man, I mean, it would be really good. I mean, I'm fooled then. You know, um, I definitely have no reason to hate NASA. They've done so good. I mean, they... they... Well, I mean, now, what if it's, a like, a smaller sect within NASA? That's what I'm... Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be the 1% of NASA. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. The upper echelon of NASA. So you just got to mm. do some research on the flat earth. <laughs> and there's a reason why otherwise normal intelligent people are flocking to droves to join this movement. Fucking. <laughs> we kept Nick here in, uh, in uh, spirit. Yeah. So um, any bottom lines on this? I mean, what, what are your real thoughts on this, Brandon? Do you, do you subscribe to this theory at all? Do you think that this is something uh, going to happen one day? You know, I had to do a lot of uh, thinking about this one because I, I do like to put myself and like evaluate the situation if it's something that I really actually believe in or that I like to read about. Um, this one, while the, the technology is, is there um, for, for it to be completed, I, I feel like it's not the most efficient way. Yeah, for it to happen. Like I said, it would have been much easier if they actually if just they actually did just it. go fuck some shit up, <laughs> and it would go with the Georgia Guidestones that say uh, they want to maintain a, a human population of like five hundred million uh, zero so, population. Um, yeah. But they can't do that if they're doing holograms. They should just go down and just start fucking shit up. That's that's what the New World Order should be doing. I mean, you well, guys in look- time they they will get rid of the population because there's for them according to them there's too many people. You know, yeah. all they need are slaves. You know, yeah. that's all they need. I'm um, not going to be no pet to no fucking president. I ain't going to be your pet, Trump. Damn. That's right. If you, if you had a president where you had to be a pet, which president would it be? Lincoln. Lincoln? Um, I don't know, actually. George uh, no, Washington. no, no, no. LBJ. I'm going to say Hoover. George Hoover. Washington. Washington, huh? Washington. All right. Yeah. You'd be his, uh, you'd be his assistant? Hey, Mr. Washington, how can I help you today? <laughs> how can I help you today, sir? Well, we are going to fight the revolutionary war. I'm going to cut down a cherry tree, and you're going to brush my wooden teeth. Sounds fabulous. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. First President. Uh, Lemon, so what do you think about this? How does this sound to you? I mean, I don't know. I I think that that it could... I don't know. The, the the fact that there's all this technology available, it seems like that people would automatically just question it yeah. right right out of the gates. You mm-hmm. know, like if they see something like that, they're like, all right, who's trying to fuck with us? Right. You know, if we if we have this kind of knowledge and if I mean, if we have this minimum amount of knowledge, can you imagine how many people who believe in this theory have, you know, and it's like, well, if all of this knowledge is 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 real, then if something like this happens, it's easy to be like, OK. 
like you know who's who's fucking with us mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's 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 easy to question yeah you'd go um, outside and start seeing alien creatures you'd be like what's going on up there and then they won't be they won't do anything right all they're going to do is project project in our i guess we're seeing it in our heads though that's that's the thing that's kind of like freaking me out is the frequency mm-hmm. um, being able to discussion. transmit the messages yeah mm-hmm. um because then it's like you know how i'd like to know more information about that i i, I want to know you know how real those thoughts can actually be believable you know if you have like an inner dialogue where you're questioning um the thought that could be coming in your mind as like is this my thought Am I thinking this? Is this is this some way I would think? Like I wonder if that's mm. if that's like a realistic thought process for people who are aware of what they think. If you would be able to think. differentiate, I right, don't think because, I would question my own thoughts. I definitely don't well, think that. That'd well, be weird. I don't know because there there are times where I'm like 100% certain of my thoughts, and if I believe in that way, and then I if I'm being transmitted a completely different thought that is unlike what I normally think. Then it's like, I would be but like, if you're, wait a second. But if you're bombarded with these thoughts that you feel are fairly confident are not yours, mm-hmm. over time, won't you come to believe that they're yours if they're coming all the time? That's the thing mm-hmm. is it's like, you know, where did it start? Mm-hmm. Where could it have started? Yeah. How big is this really? You know, is it is it going on already? Um, to a majority of the population, you know, it's like I want to know. Um, I feel like I just want to know more about that because it's like, well, you know, advertisers have been looking into like marketing this right. specific technology, you know, like uh, in grocery stores, maybe you walk pack past like down an aisles past a specific item uh-huh. to transmit these, you know, branding, you know, jingles into your mind using that. You know, it's, it's been around. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I, they, they've been I looking into it. it. I mean, that's, Anything that's to, something... to make a buck. I mean, that's something that, I mean, I was just singing the other day uh, about a, what was it, the Mattress Firm song where it's like, um, what is it, where it's like, oh, mattress. it's easy to get a good night's oh, sleep. Oh, I was going to go a different one. Mattress Firm. Yeah. Or O'Reilly's. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Yes. Auto Parts. Yeah. See, we all know <laughs> it. So yeah, this is definitely an example it's of like, that. It's like, you know, oh, interesting. But that takes repetition. So they're skipping the repetition and doing it straight into the brain. Right. Because it takes, I mean, we're all listening. We all heard that radio jingle a million times over, over and over and over. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you'd probably remember it after the emergency, emergency, emergency exit. That's right. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I I I know that. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Emergency. What do you guys think about playing uh, idiot or idiom? I really would like to do that. Let's play idiot or idiom. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to another edition of Idiot or Idiom. This is our phrase game where we give you the origin of an idiom and you have to guess what it is. What is an idiom? An idiom is a figurative meaning and it's different from its literal meaning. I'll give you an example. Joining the bandwagon. So we know what that is. You're just joining what everyone else is doing, right? You're just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeehaw! Uh, <laughs> Here's a here's a here's what it actually means. Old time political campaigns would attempt to gain supporters with what amounted to a small parade, including a band for a candidate with sufficient support. Jumping on the bandwagon was providing your support for this popular candidate. Is this true or false? I already told you it's true, but that is our game. You either are wrong or you are correct. So today we have Lemon playing with us. Hello, Lemon. Hello. Ooh, and you. Brandon. Hello, hello. Awesome. And I'm going to be your game master for today's game. All right. So let's go. And, you know, of course, we always play for the golden jazz master. There it is. You hear it? Wow. It glistens in the sun. So beautiful. All right. So let's go ahead and play Idiot or Idiom for the golden jazz master. 
number one. Keep your eyes peeled. Now, this means to be watchful, paying careful attention to something, right? Mm-hmm. We're all on board with that. Here's the story. There are two different versions for this phrase. One uses the word peeled, and the other one uses the word skin. Uh, as for which came first, I'm not entirely sure. But they both convey the same idea of figuratively removing the skin of one eye, one's eyes to pay better attention. Is this true or false? Brandon, what do you think? I'm going to say true. All righty. Lemon, what do mm, you think? I'm going to say false. Lemon saying false. All right, uh, Brandon, you chose first. Let's go ahead and look at the judges. Judges, you are Ooh, correct. Wait, oh, All man. right. So he's up one. That is actually where it comes from. It's just literally, that's what the idiom means. You're peeling your eyes with uh, some sort of orange peel or whatever. Right. Orange peel. I mean, I was just <laughs> keeping your eyes. Yeah, just Open them up. Your you guys skin. ever turn your in- eyelids inside out? I have. I used to do that I as a kid. I haven't no. done oh, that. I can never do that. It bothers me now I when I try it. I enjoyed watching people do that, though. Ooh, you're Ugh. a sick person. I know. All right, you guys. We are moving right along. Let's keep playing Idiot or Idiom. For the good of That's right. Number two. Up on cloud nine. Having strong feelings of happiness or satisfaction. You are up on cloud nine. Oh, you guys are reading that too? Shoot, I gotta take that down. No, I like it. No, you can't read this. What? Because what? it has my stories on there and you can't read them. Oh, man. Ugh. Okay. You guys are cheaters. I, I didn't even re- was the point. I didn't even realize that it, I had it casted on my Los cast there. What did you think we were both looking at? I know. I thought you were looking at. I thought you were looking at the awesome photos. I was looking at your lamp from NASA. Jesus, NASA's NASA's beautiful <laughs> photos that they send me on my on my thing here. All right, up on cloud nine. So it's of course you know very strong feelings of satisfaction, right? Up on cloud yeah. nine. Up on cloud nine. Up on. I'm up on cloud nine. I've had such a good day. I'm up on cloud nine. I you usually know? think like I'm on cloud nine. Oh, well, yeah. Same idea. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm up on cloud yeah, like nine. Yeah, you're currently on cloud, well, nine, cloud nine. You're feeling I'm great. I'm on cloud nine. I am now on cloud nine. Yeah. I'm on about <laughs> cloud six, maybe seven. Yeah. Right now. I'm getting there. You're getting, well, close enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair. I'm good to call it. Fair. Let's get with the origin here, guys. Here's the origin. It's thought that this phrase may have come from science, science fiction writer Philip Dick. He wrote his famed book, The Man in the High Castle, in 1962. Uh, it's quoted... In Cloud Galaxy 9, a meeting place of gods, this wonderful paradise where every dream comes true, a place where uh, a place to meet gods and shake their hands as a god yourself. That is what he means by Cloud 9. Is this true or false? Lemon, what do you think? Is this story true or false? I'm going to have to go with false, Liz. She's saying false. Brandon, what do you think? Oh man, um, I think I'm gonna have to jump on the bandwagon on this one and go false because that right. just sounded kind of weird in that wording. All I mean, right, that sounded good. Up I mean, on cloud. You guys are saying that Philip Dick, Philip Dick, Philip Dick, he, he did not come up with this. We are looking at our judges and judges. Are they correct by saying false? They oh, are right. correct yeah. by saying yeah. false. Wonderful job, you guys. <laughs> uh, it's actually this uh, this thought. Uh, it's thought that this phrase may have come from meteorologists who sometimes classify different types of clouds by using numbers depending on the cloud's altitude. Clouds mm. na- uh, labeled with the number nine were considered high in altitude. There you go. Hi. All right. You guys are doing great right now. Let's keep playing. Idiot or idiom. <laughs> For the golden jazz master. That's right. I like the sparkle at the end. That's the golden jazz master. It's so the star wipe. If we were on TV, it's the star wipe. The star, star wipe. Yeah. The more you know. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fabulous. All right, this one comes from uh, Talladega Nights. I play for keeps. Oh, man. I play mm. for keeps. So this uh, is typically used when someone is no longer playing around. It's about to get serious. We're playing for keeps, right? Mm. All right, so let's go to my origin for this one. Or the origin, who knows? <laughs> Marbles have existed for quite some time. Apparently for thousands of years, actually. While I can't tell you what the rules were back then, I can give you a basic idea of on marbles or played today. Basically, when you attempt to hit your opponent's marbles with your own, this achieved... Uh, that's what you want to do. You want to hit your marbles with their marbles. This is achieved typically by rolling a marble along the ground from a certain distance and hoping it collides with the target. And you would normally play for keeps. Hmm. Uh, let's go with Brandon. True or false? 
I'm going to go false in this one because uh, growing up, that's what I used to do with the Pogs. Oh. Play for keeps, man. But marbles were around before Pogs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, play I've for played keeps. around with, with some marbles, too. Okay. Lemon, what do you think? True or false? I just, there's something about it that just doesn't feel right. Okay. It just, I don't know. Mar- Not feeling marbles. it? I mean, I don't. Are you a flirter? Keeps. Is that why? <laughs> okay, what? Do some research. Yeah. You know, I, um, <laughs> I just, I play for keeps seems like could be something completely different. Okay. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> Is this true or false? False. You're saying false. I'm definitely saying false. All Did I not say that? Right. <laughs> well, in a you way. left it open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and look at our judges. Judges, what are they wrong by saying false? Yes or no? Let's see. They are correct right. again all right I now I'm, i was rereading this and i think that is actually it's actually supposed to be true what yeah i'm rereading this here it is supposed to be for marbles or i deleted the actual uh explanation for it so well, i'm gonna give that one to you guys winner gets the the prize there oh okay wait i'd like well, to know didn't more. i i thought i said playing for keeps because i was like playing like pogs similar to marbles you play for keeps i think I said. well at the beginning yeah. of the game players can establish if they are playing for keeps meaning if a player hits the uh, opposing player's marble they get to keep it of course it's also possible to just play for fun with no risk of losing anything uh, that's how it was done when i was in school um i don't i don't think i wrote that so that's actually the idiom for it. But because it sounds so fucked up anyways, I'm going to give it to you guys. <laughs> I guess I didn't do my fucking research enough on this one. So let's keep playing. Idiot or idiom. <laughs> Quizmaster. <laughs> That's right. So we landed on marbles though, right? It's, Just... I guess it's supposed to be marbles. I don't know. I felt like I wrote that though. So that's why I'm like giving it to you guys. <laughs> because achieved is spelled wrong on there. And I usually would put my E after... E before the I. I before E is saved after C. Right. Well, I feel like cause I, <laughs> I do a lot of misspellings on my when I write these things out, and I just let them be wrong, and then I spell check them later. But this mm. one has, it says achieved, and it's not spelled correctly, and that seems like my MO right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and keep playing for the Golden Jazz Master. Number, uh, number four. Number three. Number four. Number mm. four. Ah. <laughs> Gossip. Something that is said between two or more people, usually in a derogatory nature. About someone else. Uh, All right. Here is the origin. Gossip is just one word, but it actually is derived from more than one word. Before TV, phones, and other medias, um, politicians of old had to depend on feedback to find out what was important to people in their jurisdiction. They did this by sending their assistants out to the local taverns and pubs where most of the people hung out. And they would also sip some ale, listen to people's conversation, and thus, what was on people's mind and what their concerns were. They were basically told, uh, they basically were told to go sip some ale. Thus, the term gossip was mm. created. That is the origin. I see what they did there. I'd- so, let's go ahead with Lemon. Yes. Lemon, do you think this is true or false? I definitely think it's true. Okay, she's going to say go sip. I'm going to say go sip. <laughs> go, go sip. sip. Brendan, what do you think? That sounded very convincing. I'm going to go with that as well. I mean, it, it feels right. Yeah, it, you, you presented it very well. well thank ale. you. Well, thank you, guys. Let's go ahead and look at our judges, and let's see if they are correct. Judges? They are All correct! Right. All right. We're on a roll. <laughs> I guess I Brandon has not one missed wrong. one yet, Damn. and you are one behind. We are at our last one as well, too. Actually, I'll, I'll do Is six of them this time. Round? All right. There are tiebreakers if I need them. All yeah. right, so let's go ahead and keep playing. Idiot or idiom. Mm. For the golden jazz master. Starwipe. <laughs> Basket case. Meaning a crazy person or someone who is too impaired to function. Here's the origin, you guys. The term originated during World War I when it was used to describe a soldier who had lost all of his limbs in combat and had to be carried in a basket. In the second half of the century, it became slang, describing the mentally unstable and those who failed to function. Brandon, is this true or false? Oh, man. I'm going to go false on this one. Just change it up a little bit. Changing it up yeah. a little bit. All right. 
Lemon, what do you think? I definitely think false. I really wish that like we could just say it at the same time because I don't want it to seem like I'm just copying you. Oh, yeah. You. Just one, two, three, go. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, is is, well, is that know. fine? I mean, I just... No, 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 no. You guys are doing fine. Uh, you get your turn to go it's first like and he basket. gets his turn. Yeah, that, that works out. All right. You guys are both saying false. Let's go ahead and yeah, look at the judges. Feels right. Judges? They are both wrong. Finally. Oh. I, I oh, finally man. got one on you guys. No, this is actually <laughs> where it comes from. Wow. I just made it sound like it was a little funnier than it was, wasn't it? Okay, Ugh. yeah, yeah. He's a basket case. <laughs> basket case. Oh, I'm sorry to fool you guys, but that is the game. Let's play Idiot or Idiom for the Golden Jazz Master. Yeah. <laughs> Ride shotgun. Oh. Meaning to sit in the front passenger seat of a vehicle. All right. Ride shotgun. Uh, uh, the shotgun was the preferred weapon of the stagecoach guards. Now, a shotgun has two barrels, and we would always use to describe that. You'd be one, and you'd be the shotgun. You'd be one one barrel, the other barrel, that is riding shotgun. You'd have two people, one's riding shotgun. Let's go with lemon. False. Lemon goes instantly false. It's definitely false. Okay, fine. Whatever you want to say. Brandon. Bullshit. He's going to say bullshit as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look into the judges' eyes and stare deeply into them. Are they correct or incorrect? Los, you fucked this one up because they are correct. You know, that's what I really wanted to say. I was just going to read it and it was going to sound fucky. But in the late 1800s and 1890s, the shotgun was the preferred weapon of stagecoach guards. And it was easier to hit your target at short range because it scattered pellets. Uh, The expression wasn't used during that time, but uh, later it was emergent TV. So... That's where it comes from, television, where we get all uh, our good information. I should have just read that. I don't know. Reliable source. <laughs> well, all right. Can't forget the internet as well. Yeah. There is one more left, um, and you have one more chance to tie it. And then we have a tiebreaker. So let's keep playing Itty Dirty Yum. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> all right. Pull someone's leg. <gasps> Definition is uh, joking or fooling with somebody. You're pulling my leg. Yeah, you pulling my. Le- you must be pulling my leg. <laughs> All right, origin. To pull someone's leg had much more sinister overtones than it first came to use. It was originally method, uh, usually originally a method used by thieves to entrap their pedestrians and subsequently rob them. One thief would be assigned to tripper up duty and would use different instruments to knock the person on the ground. Let's see, uh, because Brandon, you are in the lead. Let's go ahead and have you go foist. Oh, that sounds an awful lot like uh, swoop and swap. Swoop and swap. Yeah. Swoop and swap. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that's true. Okay. And Lemon, what do you think? Is this true or false? Hmm. Mm, I know. Thinking. One thief would be assigned tripper up duty. They would use different instruments to knock the person on the ground. The tough end right here, huh? No, it really is. Almost like... She's thinking hard. It's only... It's like I'm fucking with you, you know? I'm pulling your leg. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to be. You're but thinking is it really that dark? Oh, it does have some uh, sinister be. overtones, it said. When it first came to use. A method used by thieves. Oh. Mm. That's crazy. Like, that would be so cool. It's like I want it. That that sounds entertaining. Is it true or false, Levin? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, it's so much pressure. So much pressure. You know, I'm just going to say that I would like it to be that way. I'd like it to be dark and. <laughs> but I'm going to say false. She's going to say false. Say false. Here we A go. true tiebreaker here. All right, Brennan, you answered first. You I said did. true. Mm. On pulling someone's leg. Let's go and look at the judges. Oh. I'm just pulling your leg. Oh. You won. <laughs> you won the Damn. Golden Jazz Master. Right. Congratulations. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I just I had to I had to go against it. Alright, let's do one more just for fun. Okay. What do you guys think? All right. Since I, I, have the, I have the tiebreaker. This is just so much fun. No pressure on this it's one. Alright. Exciting. Let's, let's play Editor Diem for yeah. no Jazz Master for fun. All right, stand, this one's for all the marbles. Stand up guy. Oh, yes. Stand up guy. 
stand-up guy. Meaning a loyal and reliable friend. That guy's a stand-up guy. <laughs> that guy's stand-up. He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> All right, here's the origin. The allusion is to someone who would be prepared to stand up and fight on your side if called on. That is what a stand-up guy means. Brandon? Right, let's go with Lemon. Lemon, true or false? <laughs> Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just had to start laughing. That was fun. The the illusion, not the illusion or the illusion. It's the illusion. <laughs> the illusion. To, the illusion is to someone who would be prepared to stand up and fight on your side if called on. He's a stand-up guy. Upon. If called upon or called on, called upon. Illusion call, upon. Call That's right. Call through. Yeah, you, you, whichever, stand-up guy. Whichever way you He's want. gonna fight on my side. Yeah, I'll say true. She's saying true. Brandon, what do you think? I don't know, man. Uh, I can't get behind that one. I'm going to say false. All right. Lemon is correct. Oh, that one. There it is. Should have been that one there. Yeah. Can I well, get the sparkles? Give her the sparkles. She gets the sparkles. <laughs> so great. You guys, thank you guys for playing. Brandon is the owner yes, of true. the Golden Jazz Master. That's because, true. That's true. Because the last few people that have won do not live in the state. Yeah, so that means I get to take it home, You get right? to take it home, brother. Oh, what do you do? So, uh, you know, enjoy oh, is, it. Is that the Golden Jazz Master? Uh, uh, yep, I think it is. Oh, okay. Come on. I think he got a haircut. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for playing Idiot or Idiom. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. If you guys like our content, check us out on iTunes, uh, Emergency Exit Podcast. Lend us, a, lend us a favor by, you know, doing a review. Actually, uh, one of our reviews is by Brandon. He hooked us up with a nice review. Yes, I did. And um, yeah, maybe also, I should. You should too. Why Everybody not? Everybody should. I now mean, the, reviews are great. Yeah, we we need all the help that we can get, you guys. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, search Emergency Exit Podcast. We're also on Tumblr, and on Tumblr, you're gonna find our uh, listener poll. And this week, we are going to have our listener poll be. Wah, bah, 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 bah. What were we talking about today? Blue beam project. Blue Do you beam. believe aliens will attack the Earth? No, no, no. Like, what should it no, be? in that. Do you believe? No. That holograms will attack the Earth. Ooh. <laughs> of aliens. Do you believe that holograms are made to destroy the Earth? No, no, no. Mm. What should, would be a good question here? What's believe... more likely, an alien invasion or an alien invasion that consists of only holograms? Oh, I like that. So it's Ooh. either it's either my thing or uh, Project Blue uh, Blue yeah. Beam. Or so, and then of course the other. Just oh, let and then somebody of course else. other. He knows yeah. about the other. I, I, I like the great. other. The, the other's other. nice. Well, the other is great because you can actually type in your own, and um, right. if you have enough room, leave your name so that we know who to give the That's Right Award. Yeah. So shout out. Thank you guys very much for joining us. This has been Emergency Exit Lemon. Thank you so much for uh, jamming with us again this today. This was awesome. I hope you come back many, many times. I think I will. I hope so. It'd be awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, Brandon. And, oh, oh yeah. She gets the sparkles. She, the sparkles. <laughs> she likes yeah. the sparkles. And Brandon, thank you so much for bringing Bluebeam to us Not and talking about it and playing some and uh, winning the... That one. That's the one. <laughs> And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, what else can I say? Next week on the show, we're going to be talking about how Donald Trump is actually a woman. Oh, I so heard for that one. Lemon, oh, I knew it. For Lemon and Brandon, that's right.